Ready in three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Chicago Title, Oklahoma's podcast, The Title Side. Ken, how are you doing today? Doing great, David. How are you? You know, it's in the 60s in the middle of January. I, I love it. As far as I'm concerned, this is the way January ought to be. Real estate in Oklahoma loves weather in the 60s as opposed to ice. Our guest today, TJ Courtney. TJ. Hey, guys. How are you doing, sir? Outstanding. Thanks thank, for having me. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, you know, it's an you, honor. You, you have been on our list to, to get on, and we finally got it booked, and, and you're here. Well, that's a long, distinguished list, so I'm glad to be a, be a part of it. So hey, thanks for know, having me. We, we like to have the best of the best come and, and talk. And, and, you know, the whole goal is for everybody out there that listens to find out who TJ is behind the branding. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me along today, Ken and, and David. So. Well, we're delighted to have you. Why don't you start off by just telling us a little bit about who you are and how you got into real estate? Sure. So uh, um, I actually did about 20 years in the Air Force, 20 years and nine days to be exact. Um, and uh, throughout my career in the Air Force, uh, we would buy, sell, and lease houses um, along the way. Uh, and it always interests me, not necessarily the financial piece of it, um, but the life piece of it. You know, it's not always the the dollar amount. It's uh, what's a win-win on both sides, um, both in the buying, the selling, and the leasing. So that was always kind of interesting to me. Um, so we got to travel the world. We went, lived in Okinawa, Japan, uh, lived in Germany twice, um, my my oldest, I think, last count has been to thirty countries. Oh um, wow! So, uh, you know that was that was a blessing. And um, but we we finally decided to settle back down here. Um, I got a job with Seagate Technologies as a project manager. Um, great, great company. Uh, but the job itself, I had fourteen meetings a week um, scheduled. <laughs> Did you work on? I was it yep, at I forty? Yeah, yeah. My grandmother really uh, retired from Seagate. Really? Her name was Bonnie Patrick. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I know her. I only You could have said, oh, I knew her. She was great. Yeah. Your son. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know him. Uh, so, um, but yeah, so I, I did six months there. Um, but it, you know, it was in a cubicle in a warehouse, which you mm -hmm. well know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I needed to get out, out and about a little bit. So I always had a passion for real estate uh, met a guy named John Nickerson at an open house and John, uh, started talking to me about real estate a little bit, but then also obviously tried to get the business and did, and actually listed my house and we were on the market and I was a nightmare seller. I was the guy that said, well, Zillow is worth, says my house is worth this much. And we listed it for what I wanted to list it for. And it didn't sell thankfully. Um, but throughout the listing, uh, I kind of grew sour um, with my job at Seagate, um, came home one day and had a long sit down with the family and said, this is, this is what I want to do and got the support from my three women um, and jumped into it. It's been fantastic. So uh, definitely a family decision. Um, I think that's a, a huge aspect of becoming a realtor is having the support of your family. What year did you get in? What was your first year? Do you uh, 2015, the... April, 15. April 7th of 2015. It's a year we changed our name. It yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You guys were, um, I don't even remember what you were before. Capital uh, abstract. Capital abstract. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Started by the, the Cox family in 1935. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, and I've been partners with you uh, almost since the beginning. I know I had a, a sit down with Alicia um, pretty quickly off the bat. Um, and what impressed me was they were interested in me and my business, not mm -hmm. getting my business. Mm -hmm. um, and I think at the time, Julie Schubert was on board. Mm -hmm. She's now a realtor, uh, doing very well in the luxury brand. Um, and it just amazed me that somebody would be interested in, in my business and not just getting my files. And that, that always impressed me and still continues today. Brooke Pruitt does a, a fantastic job up there, always staying in touch. So, yeah, thank you uh, for that. And, and I have to tell you, it really kind of, it just means a lot to me because that is one thing when I was recruited back in 2012, 2011, 2012 by another gentleman that was in the air force named Ken McBride. <laughs> um, you know, one of the challenges was really change the culture, uh, specifically in my, in my position in, in sales. And when you, when you think about a value added approach, it's, can, it really can never be about you. It's always got to be about how can I help? How can I bring value, position yourself to do just that? And, uh, it really does position you yourself, the company you represent to ask for the business the right way. Right. And it makes the yes so much easier when you feel like somebody has truly benefited you, cared about you, taken the time to ask the right questions, right? Take the right steps. So yeah, it, it's a, it, it makes me feel good. You said that. Absolutely. And I've always, always felt that way from Julie to Wayne Kirby, uh, who followed her to Brooke, um, always interested in my business and, and the apps and the advertising and, and, uh, you know, some I use, some is, is too much for me to, to handle, <laughs> but it's good to have too much than not enough. So, yeah. um, yeah. yeah, so that's my real estate path. When you were talking about, um, working with real estate, uh, you mentioned the life piece of it. I'd like for you to elaborate some more because, uh, I'd like to hear what you had to say about that. Sure. So, you know, it, sometimes it comes down to, um, working with people on a lease and, you know, they can only do so much. Well, there's ways to work around that, um, on the buy and the sell, you know, I always tell my buyers and sellers, there's a purchase price, but there's also a close date. There's repairs. There's, um, you know, <laughs> probably shouldn't say it, but there's, there's personal property. Um, and, and everyone's in a different phase of life. And as realtors, we're trying to get them to that next phase, whether you're buying or selling and help them get to that phase. And, and it's important to figure out what phase people are in, you know, families um, that are buying and selling and help them get to that phase. And it's not always the price. It's, it's, it's the terms of the agreement and what makes you comfortable in life where you are. I deal with a lot of military, right. That are PCSing from overseas. I do a lot of vid video showings. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, a, a couple of dollars here and there, um, may not be as worth as much as a little less stress on the family as you try to get settled in, trained and out the door to, to deploy. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's important to have those conversations and understand the whole situation rather than just, Hey, you know, what do you want to pay for the house? So that, that's, that's kind of what I saw as I went through my, my career and my life. And when we sold and bought, um, we wanted to know as much as we could, or as much as the realtor would tell us about the other people's situation and how we could help them um, move along to the next phase. Yeah, it, it's so interesting that you would say that. Uh, we frequently talk with people about the value of using a realtor in a transaction. 
And, and I think you've just laid out so many of the reasons that a realtor in the transaction can mean more than just the price. It's not always just about the price. Um, there's a much bigger picture than that. And so uh, I, I appreciate your approach, and I really appreciate the way you've laid it out for us. Makes Thank a you. lot of sense. It yeah. really does. It, it, and I think back, you know, hearing some of the stories of your clients and how they talk about you after the transaction, it's always so positive And, you know, you, you leave that feeling with people that you've really put it all out there for. So well, thank you. To be commended. I appreciate that. Um, I have a question. Um, if you think back to, you know, you mentioned your coworker before. If, if you have anybody that has really, you know, touched you in a way that uh, as a mentor or a coach or a, you know, somebody that you adamantly look up to in your real estate career. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, actually I'll go back pre-real estate. Um, and Scott Fisher was a, was a commander and a friend of mine. Um, but this bleeds into my real estate and how I try to do business. And Scott Fisher could go to the gas station and tell the, the, the attendant behind the desk, um, how important them being at work today was to the mission. Okay. So, um, you know, he, the guy behind Scott Fisher was probably a maintainer and Scott would turn around and say, Hey, this guy needs to get gas so he can get to work. Uh, so he can put the bomb on the jet that's about to take off and accomplish the mission. If you didn't show up to work today, he couldn't get that gas and that bomb wouldn't be dropped, you know? And, uh, so I take that into my, my real estate career. Um, everyone I touch out there or touches my business is important from title, lender, uh, inspector, um, stager and photography. You know, when I go to a listing presentation, I'll tell people I don't sell houses. Say my photographer, my, my stager sell houses. Um, you know, I get you to the finish line, but they get, they get the buyers in the house. So, um, you know, Scott Fisher really taught me that I would say within real estate, um, Don Lorg, um, was huge. Um, I love how Don carries himself. Um, he taught me everything I need to know about contracts and more, <laughs> probably more than I ever wanted to at sometimes. <laughs> um, but Don was fantastic and Patrick Airy. And then, uh, as my business has evolved, um, Ryan Litz, uh, we talked, we talked before and, and Ryan Litz is kind of my real estate crush. Um, I want to be like him one day. <laughs> so, uh, um, you know, I just love how he does business. Um, he is knowledgeable. Um, I remember sitting at um, a Keller Williams training and he was on a panel and someone said, hey, you know, what's your secret to success? And he said, you have to real estate every day. And, you know, I take that, that, you know, that chirps in the back of my head on a day where, I'm, you know, I'm feeling sorry for myself or uh, can't figure out what I want to do. Um, and it helps me to figure out I need to, I need to do something today. And uh, so those are kind of along the line, I would say people that, that I try to mimic how they do business. Looking back and, uh, and you've and really had two careers, uh, but uh, looking back, if you had a chance to, to go back and see the, the you at uh, 21 or the you at the time you got out of the air force, uh, what advice would you give yourself? Um, well, the 21 year old me 
and I'll get on a, a bit of a soapbox here, but I, I would have told myself to, to better use my VA loan um, throughout my career um, from an investment standpoint, believe it or not. Uh, not saying you can use your VA loan to buy investment properties, but there is a process um, that you can take advantage of that benefit. Um, and I did invest throughout the military, but didn't understand until I became a realtor and really dove into that benefit um, how great it is, uh, especially for people going through active duty and the fact that you can use it on a number of houses at the same time, um, as long as you still have, um, you know, the benefit. So uh, I probably would have approached my uh, investment strategy different back then. Um, the real estate me, um, and I, I'm, I'm just hitting this, so uh, I just moved over to Flotilla. Um, and tech is a four-letter word to me. Um, and so uh, Wes Kennedy is there, and he challenged me. And one of, the, one of the reasons for my change was more for me than it was about the brokerage was uh, I wasn't good at, at keeping my database straight. Um, I'm strictly, strictly on referral, um, but I wasn't putting in birthdays and home anniversaries um, and, and telephone. So Wes sent me this monstrosity of an Excel spreadsheet and he goes, fill this out because we're going to get you on, you know, our CRM um, and take advantage of it. Um, that's how I found out that you and I were born a day apart was I, I, uh, I Facebook stalked you and, and learned your birthday. So, uh, um, but, um, I was wondering how that happened. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a stalker, but, uh, you know, going back, um, I think that that helps. It's an extra touch for your clients. Um, and it's not something that I've, I've been very intentional about, but I think it's a, a good habit for, for realtors to be in. So. Yeah. I, I would say sales in general. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, when you're in sales, you you, ha you can't take days off. You have to be on point all the time because you never know right. who who you're talking to and the potential they could bring to you and your family in the future. Yeah, you're right. And that that hit me as I went through that list. You know, there there were a couple people I didn't didn't really remember. I said, well, but I had the, I had their information, and you know, we're going to put out a newsletter, and who knows? You know, they get that newsletter and and they learn something about the market, and they call to ask. And next thing you know, we're having a real estate conversation. So, um, you know, that was a great exercise that, that Wes has put me through. Um, and so there we have it. So I'm curious uh, outside of, and I know you really dive in your real estate world, but are, do you connect any other organizations to your real estate venture? Are there any other organizations that you work with? I'm very active in, in uh, the veteran community. Um, there's a VSO, a veteran service officer uh, named Dale Graham down in Norman, and he does wonders for veterans and, and their disability benefits. And so in my real estate day to day, when I do work with veterans, I have a discussion about that. Um, there are benefits that many veterans deserve, um, but they're afraid to ask. And, and sometimes it's not about the veteran, it's about their their spouse and the benefits they may get should the veteran pass away. Right. And that, that's kind of the tough conversation I have is, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Veteran, it's not really about you. It's about taking care of this person that, that, you know, you're living your life with. And so how about a conversation with Dale and, and his, uh, his service? So, um, so that's, you know, I've used them and they are, they are fantastic. They've got a great network here uh, in the Oklahoma city Metro area. 
Um, and so I, I need to be a little more intentional in a conversation I've had with, with Flotilla um, about possibly, you know, they're a nonprofit. So possibly helping them a little bit more. Hmm. I don't know so. why I thought you were, you did some stuff with the Folds of Honor. Uh, I don't, other than I, I'm a recipient. Um, both of my right. daughters um, use Folds of Honor uh, for scholarships. Um, a great, great organization, uh, Major Ed Polito. Mm -hmm. you, you can't, you can't listen to him and feel sorry for yourself. So no, you cannot, <laughs> you cannot. So um, yeah, a great organization. Um, and quite honestly, I'm kind of waiting until I, I finish using the benefit um, before I dive in there a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, folds of honor uh, scholarships for um, disabled vet, the, you know, their, their um, dependents. Um, I do make sure that all of my clients um, and all of my sphere know when the window opens because there's there's a two month window every year that you can apply for that benefit. So that is part of my kind of my checklist or my systems and processes is to make sure that um, those I know that have dependents coming up on their college years uh, are aware of that benefit and that they apply for it. What kind of advice would you give someone who is thinking about getting into real estate sales right now? Oh, wow. <laughs> I probably have that conversation 20 times a year. Um, <laughs> Cause you know, real estate uh, seems glamorous. The um, all the shows that are out there really don't help that, you know, selling sunset and everything else. Um, you know, the, the conversation I have initially um, is to make sure that they need about six months of, of, uh, finances reserves, yeah. reserves. Um, but on the, on the other side of that, if you're getting into real estate, you know, pr probably my best nugget that I figured out luckily getting into it is don't wait until you get your license to start. Um, now <laughs> I say that you can't do real estate activities right. until you're licensed, but you can verbalize that you're getting licensed and you have a timeline for the most part, on when you're going to be licensed. So, you know, I tell people once they they pull that trigger and they say, yep, I'm getting into real estate. Okay, figure out your timeline, plus or minus a couple weeks, and start telling people, hey, I'm going to be licensed on this date. So if you know anyone that's buying, selling, or investing in real estate on this date, around there, if, if they can wait for me and you trust me, um, you know, let's have a conversation. Um, always caveat that with I'm not a licensed realtor at this point. Uh, but when I started, um, you know, John Nickerson was the one that recruited me and I had some friends coming into town to buy a house. And I said, here's the deal. John Nickerson's going to be your agent and I'm going to ride along. So I did what we call kind of a, a familiarization ride. Yeah. It's a good idea. And, uh, yeah. So they got a great realtor. Um, I was able to, to kind of have the tough conversations with them because I knew them, uh, personally. Um, and they found a fantastic house and I got a referral check shortly after, you know, after I was licensed, I actually... Got my license the first day we went out to look at houses, day one. Um, but, you know, we, we let John run with it. So, you know, I would, I would say have that, that reserve of, of funds. Um, but, uh, you know, start early and, and start telling people. Um, the, the other thing I would say, because people are concerned about working on the weekends and nights, I'm very offensive with my schedule. Okay, I, I put my family activities in my schedule first. And outside of out-of-town clients, you know, if somebody wants to see a house, I typically try to give them a couple of options before they give give me a couple of options. And it 
tends to to help my work life balance quite a bit. So that's smart, yeah. and it seems to work because your production is really good. Well, well, thank you. I mean, that's uh, I, of all the people we've had, I've I've never heard that approach. Yeah, but it makes so much sense for your goal of a work life balance. A- absolutely, yeah. yeah. And and people understand, and even you know, out of town clients. You know, I, we have our vacations in the calendar, and if they're coming into town, I'm up front with them. I say, hey, I'm going to be out of town this weekend and this weekend. Um, you know, we've got three options or two options. You can move your date, um, or I can refer you out to another agent. Um, and 10 times out of 10, they they work around my my vacationing, and we go sell a house. So it's worked. It's worked well for them. It's good. Any books that you've read that you can refer back to that, that you say made a difference for you? Uh, first of all, I'm a hockey player, so I don't read a lot of books. I get, you know. <laughs> I got to yeah, tell yeah. you, I got to tell you, Ken and I got to go to a, a Golden Knights game this year. Oh, I've heard we, that's amazing. We're going to watch the St. Louis Blues beat up on them. Ah, <laughs> that's my team. I'm from St. Louis. Are you really? Yeah. They, they, did, they put a whooping on them. <laughs> yeah, I watched them. Uh, we had season tickets when I was a kid, so... Um, yeah, so I, you know, I would say the 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 three books that I have read that are unbroken, um, you know, phenomenal military story. Um, I read the uh, Hunger Games trilogy, and I just did that because we were going on a cruise, and my family was talking about it, and I didn't want to be left out. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'd say real estate wise, um, you know, Rich Dad Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki. Uh, Kiyosaki, yeah. And uh, that's really what got me into, um, you know, while I was still in the military, into investing and, and buying a duplex and then buying a house and renting it out when I PCS and leverage. And, you know, that's kind of how I've, I've lived my, my investment life is, is through leveraging. Um, so I would say that probably has had the most impact. Even when I talk to my clients, um, and again, I, I, you know, I focus on the VA area, but a zero down loan, even if you have the money to me, there's a lot of leverage to be had there. And that's the conversation. Now, you know, everyone, it's a personal decision and, you know, some people would rather have a lower payment. Um, but to me, you know, when, when I talk to clients, I, you know, where's the money that, that 20% down going to make more, is it going to be in a 3% mortgage or is it going to make more you know, in the stock market or an investment property down the road. Um, and I think Robert, Robert uh, Kiyosaki has had a huge impact on me in that, that mentality of thinking. Interesting. Yeah. You know, if you, um, if you were talking to someone who uh, was serving right now in the active duty military, um, what, would, what advice would you give them? What perspective could you could you give to some, uh, someone who's now serving in active duty? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and when I left, uh, when I retired, um, I actually put a presentation together on this because I realized I had spent 20 years being the best warfighter I could. And that was my focus, right? Deploying, um, going to places no one wants to go. But I didn't concentrate on me at all in my after career. And you, you know, everyone will serve 20, 30 years and they'll get to 20, 30 years in one month and go, wow, I've got a month to figure this out. Right. And so, you know, sites at the time, like, um, I think it's called open door, um, LinkedIn, building your LinkedIn profile, mm-hmm. keeping your resume updated, going on to USA jobs and, and building a, a resume there and keeping track of what you've done. 
um, is important in understanding the pay salary. You know, now I'm talking outside of real estate, but understand, understanding, you know, compensation levels outside right. of the military, because we get a paycheck. It's, you know, it's public knowledge. Um, and that's all we know. So, um, you know, be the best warfighter you can, because that's what we get paid to do or got, I got paid to do. But at the same time, you know, there, there's three things that are inevitable. I say taxes, death, and the end of your military career. Right. And so, you know, we always, we always prepare for death, you know, with a will, uh, we have to prepare for taxes, but we never prepare for the end of our, our career, whether it's retirement, whether it's getting out early or, you know, being medically removed from the military, which happens from time to time, you know, they don't give you a whole lot of time to prepare for that. So, you know, if, if I were to do it all over again, that's what I would say is spend a little bit of time for yourself. So you talked earlier about uh, lenders and how important they are. VA loans, I'm assuming, with your clientele base, you you have what? Give us some particulars or educate maybe some of the listeners of things to watch out for in a VA loan or things like you mentioned take advantage of. Well, we don't have that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> um, you know, there's just a lot of myths out there about the VA loan. Um, you know, from appraisals. To repairs, you know, the, the repairs um, people are afraid of, and they think it's going to be expensive for the seller. But quite frankly, the VA looks for sound, uh, sanitary, and safe. Those are the three requirements that the appraiser uses when they walk through. And I'm not saying that every appraiser out there is perfect, right? You've got some that, that may have a chip on their shoulder, um, just like realtors, just like probably closers. I, although I've never seen a closer with a chip on their shoulder, they're all super nice. Um, but the fact of the matter is the veteran, if, if they look at it and they go, yeah, this really doesn't smell right. They can send it to the VA and say, Hey, can we have this removed? And last year, I think 67% of the repairs required were waived. And people wow. don't realize that. That's it's that's a huge number. It's huge. It's yeah. absolutely huge. And the other thing on, on the appraisal side last year, um, 20% of conventional loans came in below appraised value. 15% of the VA loans came in below appraised value, hmm. right? And that's people, VAs had this, this um, you know, bad rap throughout the years. But when you really dive into the numbers, um, it's not as bad as, as people think. And on the appraisal side, you know, you've got, uh, they give the listing agent a chance to provide comps, okay, if it's not going to appraise. Then if it's still under appraises, um, the appraiser has to comment on why they didn't use those comps. So you get to see that. And then if the listing agent and the buying agent don't agree, the veteran can go to the VA regional appraisal desk and get a reconsideration of value. So there is all the opportunity in the world to make that happen. Uh, but I think too many of us just quit. We get a bad appraisal in and we just quit. We decide to to just negotiate instead yeah. of really digging down into the appraisal. And I don't, I don't want to name any names, but do you find that it's hard to find good VA lenders? Um, no, not good. I find it's hard to find great VA yeah. lenders. So, yeah. um, you know, there are some out there that teach. There are some that just produce loans and they know the basics, right? Um, what we need right now is to flip the script on the VA, on the VA benefit. And we need lenders out there that understand that right. and are teaching their agents. Um, because I find a lot of times we're our own worst enemies. I have conversations with agents 
um, that say things that just are, are incorrect. And, you know, VA, you know, 1% of people serve. So the VA loan is probably a small amount of most people's business. Um, you know, you talk to me about a USDA loan, I, I'm probably not as smart as I should be on a USDA loan. And I get that, right? So we need to educate each other on it. So, but yeah, there are some, some lenders I think out there that, that really shine in the VA realm. So. Is there anything, any particular area of, uh, of real estate that other than the VA loan, uh, that, that you think people kind of maybe have some misconceptions about that they, they look at it from, uh, from one standpoint and they really don't understand it, that, that perhaps you can share with them that there's a myth out there that they shouldn't, uh, they shouldn't fall for. Um, so let me ask a counter question here. All right. Uh, who is the, they, are you talking about? I'm talking about the, the consumers, uh, yeah, consumers, uh, uh, John and Mary consumer yeah. that are out there either getting ready to sell their home or getting ready to buy a home. Uh, it seems like there, there are a lot of misconceptions that people bring to the real estate transaction. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, this is something, something we fight every day because people say, you know, re realtors are going by the wayside, like blockbuster and, uh, you know, travel agents. Um, but the value of a realtor is not going to go away. So, you, you know, you look at a lot of my clients coming from out of state or overseas, right? I don't know anyone that would want to tackle that, by themselves without being here, you know, what I would say boots on the ground. Um, and just the, the database that we build up of contractors, right? I, it's interesting. I had a conversation, uh, a friend of mine who's licensed was at, a, but he was fairly new, was at a friend's house. And the friend said, you know, why do I need a realtor? I've, you know, I've sold my house a couple times. Well, my mind just, just went crazy. You know, did, did you sell it for as much as you could, uh, you know? Um, and so anyway, I, you know, I could go down that path, but the ironic thing was about six months later, I get a text from that friend saying, Hey, that person needs some drywall work done. Do you have a drywall contractor? And I'm like, well, why did they reach out to me? Well, because you're a realtor. Oh, okay. Right there. I mean, that's the lesson, right? Is you don't know you need it until you need it. And uh, you know, seven months in the, or seven years in the business, every transaction I still learn. Right. And I'm doing this day in and day out. And, and so someone that, that does it, you know, once or twice in a lifetime, how could they know what they don't know? You know, and that's, yeah. that's most, kind of my thought. Most of those people think they can and they get halfway in and they realize, wow, this, this is more than I thought. Right. And you know, which, which I think just shows the uh, importance. I, I would like to ask where do you where do you see TJ Courtney in ten years from now? Hopefully, hopefully, right where I am now, David. I I, I love it. I love where I am. Um, I love where my business is. Um, you know, and quite frankly, um, my business model is to to not get oversaturated so that I can provide service to my clients. Um, and I, I'm at a, I'm at a level right now where I'm, I'm very blessed. You know, I've, I've got people that trust me, um, in the biggest investment of their life and they trust referring people to me for the biggest investment of their life. Um, and so I'm not the guy that's going to go out and Uber market and, and Uber call and, and, and try to bring in this big rash of, of buyers. Um, 
you know, my family's doing great. My kids are in, in college doing very well. Um, so 10 years from now, if, if I could be right where I am today, um, talking to two really cool dudes, <laughs> let's do it again in 10 years. Let's do it again in 10 years. Yeah, that would be fun. That'd be excellent. Um, we're kind of near our time to kind of wrap this up. Is there something else that, that you'd like to say or that people should know about you that, uh, that we haven't covered? No, I mean, I think I said it uh, off the bat. Real, real estate was a family um, decision. Um, my wife, Vanya, um, she supported me incredibly. And, and quite frankly, you know, if I talk to my clients and if I ever said anything intelligent, it probably was coming from her, you know? <laughs> so, you know, I'll come home and, I, and I'll talk, uh, she'll talk me through things. Um, and she makes things seem like it, it's so obvious um, because of just how she is. She's, she's amazing um, and has been great. My daughters, uh, Kylie, um, so it's funny. Uh, David and I have a daughter uh, with the same name and Alicia Cosby and I both have a Brooklyn um, oh. so yeah, so there's my tie to Chicago title. That's it awesome. was meant to be, um, you know, so there, Kylie's getting ready to graduate from NYU, uh, this year. Very proud of Congratulations. her. Um, she's Kuma Sum Laude, something like that. You know, a level I never even knew about. Kim so, will know what that means. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you and I, you, yeah. So, um, and, and then Brooklyn's out at Arizona State University, um, she's got a job instructing uh, dance out there, uh, is in a sorority, and is is living the good life. So um, that she's having a ball. Oh, she's having a blast. So um, we got to we got to go to a dager. That's a new thing. So a, a rager during the day. Um, it was interesting being there as a parent. Vice back in the day uh, during the college days, but um, yeah. So you know, my my family's important to me. They're my they're my why why I do this. Um, and, uh, and that's, that's a little bit about me behind the, behind the scenes. So, well, you mentioned something a minute ago about learning every day. I just learned something new. Never heard the word danger before, but now I know. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah. You don't have to wait till night. Anymore, well, TJ, so. yeah. thank you so much for your time. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I, I look forward to seeing you here in the near future and for all of our listeners, please remember, it really does make a difference where you close.